why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with a diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheelers, teardrops, <laughs> and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better. In an RV from Mid-America RV, experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Matt's got the giggles today, but welcome in. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's not, I don't have the giggles. It's not that I'm giggling. It's that Mello is being ridiculous. You have to watch the show on YouTube. It's the, <laughs> this is, I know it's a podcast. This show is so much better on YouTube. It is. You just I see so much more. You guys are talking about. All right, Mello. But welcome into another episode of Two Guys, a Girl, and a podcast presented by our friends at Manscaped to are the best in men's below the waist grooming. Use two guys, a girl, or two guys 20 to get 20% off. There it is. We got you. There it is. They they are the best. And I actually, the other night, I thought of like a great tagline and I forgot it. So I will steal theirs. Their precision, precision engineer tools for your family jewels will help you turn that Kentucky Wildcat in your pants into a South Carolina Gamecock. That's good. They wrote that, not me. I can't take the credit for that. that yeah, that's pretty that, good. That was probably my my favorite out of all the ones that they sent over. But um, we've got a lot they going send on. Us stuff, but like they're like, hey, you could use this as your advertising. We actually just use the product. It's right. pretty damn good. Big I'll tell you. At first, I was like, flashlight. Why do I? Oh, I need that. Oh, hello. Right. <laughs> I do need that. Also, like I'm gonna get spots that I've been missing. It's a little TMI. The shower in my house is like it's a deep shower, mm-hmm. and there's not a light in the shower. Now there's a light right outside it, right? But there's I really need somebody to put a light in my shower, right? Until there is that flashlight's my best friend. That's what I'm saying too, right? I TMI. Also, story time. I'm a heavily tattooed person, as you and Paige and other listeners can attest to. Uh-huh. And as I've said, I don't. I you've seen it. I don't want to spend. A lot of money and a lot of pain on tattoos for them to be covered by the unruly body hair that I have. So I shave my legs and arms with my Manscaped trimmer. And you mentioned like that you do it in the shower as you should, which is also where I do it. And it's waterproof. Yes. Right. Yeah, Made me a little that. nervous. So I finally just jumped in and tried it. I don't <laughs> like using anything that <laughs> you have to turn on in the shower. Right? Except for myself. <laughs> <laughs> You guys honestly oh should watch this show on YouTube because <laughs> wow. my face this entire time has just been a pure uncomfortable, but also hilarious. You um, have to toe that line of what's inappropriate to say and what's also going to sell. Are you product. telling me you've never felt my arms? Come on. They're baby so smooth. And I think you made me feel your arms. Feel you're like, arms. I shave my arms. Look. <laughs> right. Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm, I'm a walking canvas. I mean, we all are. Mine's just painted up anyway. Sports. Sports. Hey, that that stuff that we're used to talking about after spending five minutes talking about body hair. Um, so much is going on, you guys. I don't know. So you guys know I'm not a big fan of The Office, but I do love that that gif of Jim. It's like, what is going on? That is literally how I feel about the NFL right now, because I'm not really sure what's going on. The stuff we thought was like not real and like maybe just people are making up rumors. Um, Russell Wilson apparently said, I'm not looking to be 
traded, but maybe if I was, these are the teams that I potentially would want to be traded. And also earlier in the day, it started as a few teams. And then by the end of the day, towards when we're recording this podcast, it changed and the bears are in the mix. Right. Guys, Matt, what are you hearing about this? And Mello had probably the greatest tweet I've ever seen about this. So I'd like him to share that as well with the group. I just feel like Jerry Jones had a, a quote a while back in a story and it was like, he grew up in Southwest Missouri and every now and then the wind would blow a certain way and the owls would get in the hen house and owls would be fucking chickens. And that's how I feel about the that's NFL right quote. now. That's a direct quote. It's like everything is turned upside down in the NFL right now that owls are fucking the chickens. Okay. And so that's where like all the star quarterbacks, they want out. Russell Wilson once traded Deshaun Watson once traded JJ Watts posting cryptic tweets. Aaron Rodgers is engaged. Like, I don't, everything's just, I don't know, right? It's crazy. The Niners for keeping Jimmy Garoppolo because John Lynch thinks he's good. That's the NFL in 60 seconds. But what have I heard is that obviously this, this goes back beyond just this offseason. We all saw Russell Wilson watching the Super Bowl looking like he was watching someone steal his girl, right? And they weren't because she was sitting next to him and Roger Goodell. And we all know Roger couldn't do that. So, but he, I mean, he just looked sad. He looked depressed watching the Super Bowl. And you could almost see him being like, I have to beat that Tampa Bay defense to get back to a Super Bowl. Yeah. This defensive line is what I have to go right next year. It's like shit. No bueno. Right. But it does go back beyond that to early in his career when players on defense didn't like him. You know, there was a Bleacher Report story back in the day where many of his teammates said he wasn't black enough. They called him a cornball brother. That's the direct quote as well. And then you have issues with the offensive line. Then you have issues with the offensive coordinator. Then you have issues with your contract. And it just seems like Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks are that couple where it's like they're so good for each other. But then when you, they get divorced, you look back and you're like, you know what? I fucking knew it. Like I knew it. I knew it. I seen it. I knew it. Right. <laughs> I knew that wasn't going to work. Right. And that's what I compared it to. This is everybody who's ever been in a relationship and the person's like, you know, what if I died? Like, who would you go after? What would you do? And obviously the first answer is what Russell Wilson did is like, no, I love Seattle. I would never move on from right. Seattle. There's no other teams. But if you die, like, I don't know, maybe Cowboys, maybe, or the, or the Bears. How about that? There's right. Saints or Raiders. But just like those four teams out of the 32, that's those are the only ones. But I love it here in Seattle so much. I would never leave. So it's secretly your agents like working behind. It's when you know your relationship's ending and you start like, or no, let's not go there. It's when you know you're ready to trade your car in. And so you start (laughs) looking at other cars, like a nice car drives by and you're like, damn, what's that? Like, huh, that's a fucking Ford Ranger. Look at that. Thank you guys for going with cars right now. Thank you for changing that analogy before you did that. You're welcome. We'll we'll get to where we we think quarterbacks should end up a little bit later in the show. But speaking of toxic relationships. Tesla? <laughs> you see that Tesla? You see the truck on that Tesla? Shit. You can't even break that window with a hammer, right? Guys, so let's talk about Deshaun Watson. And the latest report is that he said to the coach, Hey, I don't want to be here. Trade me. I'm not playing. And apparently the Texans are just like not even listening to people. They're get, receiving voicemails, and that's what it's led to. But like, what where do they go from here? Like, you can't have this leak and they have to trade him right like they can't just like wait this out i know they're gonna try to because like they want to save face they messed up deandre hopkins they messed up on the laramie tunsil trade they've messed up a lot they want to save face and i think that's where we're at is that period of oh no look we hired a minority coach deshaun look we're progressive 
we're not racist. It's okay. Stay here. Play for us. We're sorry we didn't listen to you about anything else. I mean, it just feels so fake. It feels so forced. Everything that they're doing. Even I've said before, I think Dylan Thompson is a great guy and he is so good at what he does as a player engagement or a culture specialist. But when you hire Jack Easterby's disciple, and I use that word intentionally, it's just like you're not reading the room right. And I think they've done that every step along the way. And so for Deshaun Watson to meet David Coley, and I imagine the conversation went, with all due respect, no. Congratulations on being the head coach of the Houston Texans. That's a great accomplishment. Only 32 people in the league that can do that. Only 32 people in the world that can do that right now. But I think it's very telling that even after meeting with the coach, Deshaun Watson doubled down. It's like, congratulations. No, thanks, though. I do not want to play here. I don't want to be here. I think it goes back to Deshaun Watson requesting a trade versus demanding it. It's time to demand your trade Mm -hmm. and let them know for sure I'm not coming back here. It's not going to happen. You need to get rid of this man while the market. And don't you feel like that this story being leaked is part of that? You know, this is that next step of we've requested a trade. Now we're saying even with because I think a lot of people like, oh, well, they hired they hired a black head coach and and they thought maybe that's why Deshaun was upset. I have been sitting here saying for like two months, it feels like that his issues are with ownership. Mm -hmm. They could have hired Eric Bieniemy. They could have hired. They could have hired Dabo Swinney. It wouldn't have mattered. Like, it's not about that. It's not about Deshaun's relationship with the head coach. It's about ownership. So unless Cal McNair is going to fire himself, Deshaun Watson does not want to be a Houston Texan. Yeah. It's just a super unfortunate because I feel like this, like he was essentially not demanding a trade, but he asked politely for a trade and did it in a very respectful way. Like we know he talked to other players and told them, And I just feel like this is such a bad look for the Texans. Like you can't, this is going to be hard to recover from. Like whoever gets traded to that team, it's super unfortunate that you're going to have to deal with that. And that situation is going to be tough because I feel like even that person is going to be like, okay, I'm here for right now. But as soon as they get that trade, like they're going to be working with their agent to try and figure out how to leave. Because I feel like a lot of people are not going to want to go there. It's just, that's just too tough. One thing that the Texans kept using is almost like a crutch or an excuse is like, well, we haven't heard from Deshaun. We haven't talked to right. him. So like, we're still kind of waiting to see what's going on. Well, now you've talked to him and he's still saying the same thing. Of, it's called ghosting. I want out of Houston. It's which called is ghosting. a very effective method. Right. Look it up. You'd be dictionary. surprised how Thanks. unaffective it has been for me. But um, JJ Watt Ooh, also. Wanted to no, that's okay. JJ Watt is also is pieced out and anything that he posts or tweets has been dissected to see if it's a clue. And now I think he's just messing with us because he's done the mitochondrial one and people looked up like a science place. It's in Buffalo. So people think he's going to Buffalo. I tweeted today. He wrote um, on his uh, Instagram story hunt. And I was like, does that mean he like likes hunts over Heinz? So he's not going there. Is Kansas city an option? Does a joke? And you know, you just never know. And also another thing he tweeted about naps today, thinking that, you know, maybe na- a daily nap guaranteed into the contract might work. I don't know, but people are going also, crazy. In his tweet today, he said revered Paul Revere, New England Patriots. Oh, Boom. whoa. That's what I mean. Boom. Like, are you guys having fun with this? Because I think it's very no. entertaining. You're not? As long as it, it people aren't like actually trying to read into it. And I feel like with J.J. Watt, people are just having fun with it, mm-hmm. looking yeah. into this. If you're actually like trying to dig into his tweets and be like, this is where he's going, you're an idiot. But if oh, you're just Lord. having fun with it, <laughs> right? go for it. And I even saw T.J. Yeah. Watt was like, what are we reading into today? Yeah. I feel like this is, 
JJ Watt's corny enough, though. He's going to start right. to play into it, though. Yes, I think it's, he already has. Guys, I just feel like this is something. It's like slow news day stuff. Um, you know, it's like. I don't know. Eh. I feel like it's especially because you guys are big T-Swift fans. I feel like this is very Taylor Swift-esque. Like, this is very much her, like, cryptic tweets about her, like, shows and her clues about things in her songs. Um, and so I'm surprised you guys don't love it, but I, I think he will start to drop hints eventually as it gets closer, but I don't think he's doing it now. I think originally he was just tweeting, but now I think he's just having fun with it. Well, I would pick stuff all over the I map. think he's going to be tweeting about blue cheese wings, 42 North beer, the mafia oh, tables on fire, OJ Simpson, Jim Kelly. I think he's a bill at the end of the day. That's my bet so. right now. I want that I to suck to see it. I run my article, top 65 free agents and their landing spots. I put him to the bills. He's a great fit. They need him. They can afford him. He's from the north. So even like I feel like a lot of people with Buffalo, it's like, yeah, I like the team, but I don't want to go play in that weather. He's he's fine with it. He he's doesn't care. Yeah. Right. Right. So I, I do think it's a great landing spot for JJ Watt. King of the North. Mm -hmm. I never understood like the Browns talk. I guess if you can play opposite of a guy like Miles Garrett, there's some. Uh, benefit there for you but i i think he really wants to be on a contender and no offense to the browns you're just not quite on the level yet of teams like the bills put him next to ed oliver on that d-line though so for not not the bills but for the other 31 teams <laughs> yes for yeah. your kansas city chiefs yeah, yeah. 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 I, i've already seen Patrick did you see Holmes the super bowl the shit kicked out of <laughs> i don't need to have jj watt doing it too Right. No longer uh, cryptic. Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley are officially engaged. They have announced this engagement. And also, I don't know if you guys have seen the video of her explaining Aaron Rodgers playing yeah. football, but oh, um, yeah. it's the yeah. cutest thing ever because it's like someone who like legitimately, it's not like she's playing dumb. Like she legitimately doesn't understand why people care so much about that. And she was like, I just know him as the nerd who wants to host Jeopardy. So Aaron Rodgers is going to host Jeopardy. Are you guys tuning in? Yes, that is for sure. Oh, my God. This is I'm not trying to be that guy. I've accomplished a lot of the goals I have set out for myself in this life. I've been very fortunate. Hosting Jeopardy is very high on my list. Very high. I did on my not list know that about you. I we uh, a year ago, but uh, pre COVID. We went to Kansas City and we didn't have anything to do. And it was like throughout the day. And Mello was like, let's just like day drink and play some drinking games. We played Jeopardy as a drinking game. And it was like, if you guess and you get it right, you get to assign a drink. If you guess and get it wrong, you have to drink. That's I got funny. everyone in that house so fucked up because I know it doesn't come across. I seem super cool and like hip <laughs> and like such an athlete. I'm a huge nerd, huge mm -hmm. nerd. Right. And so Jeopardy is my shit. I love this about Jeopardy, too. It was Shailene Woodley coming out and talking about how Aaron Rodgers is just a Jeopardy nerd. It's fantastic. Most athletes, especially football players, they get pegged as these guys are just dumb jocks, athletes. Aaron Rodgers, not that guy. Dude went to Cal. I also love the part of her interview where she talks about my dog was so oh, yes. happy that I actually got somebody that could throw the ball. It's like he's running a marathon now. Uh, so congratulations to Shailene Woodley, her dog, and I guess also Aaron Rodgers, who gets to – Check off that bucket list item of hosting Jeopardy. I find her to be like one of the most likable actresses. I I have a huge crush on her. I don't know if Ooh. I said that before, but I was a, a little bit down when I heard the news that she was engaged. Um, she's a little strange. A she's a little strange. She's not like your typical um, A-list celebrity type. 
like she's not like super bougie and all that kind of down to earth. So it kind of makes sense that she's yeah, with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Well, she's never, she said she's never been, she's never watched a football game before she started dating him. And she has never been to a, his, one of his football games because of COVID. So exciting stuff there. Um, oh, yeah. In a week of major overreactions, I have to say, I feel like the biggest overreaction was to Devonte Smith saying that he would take Mac Jones over Tua when asked about it at the senior bowl, that report came out and it was like, you would have thought that people said that Tua was the worst. They don't want to ever play with him. They hate him. It was just so overdramatic. And also I think the reaction to how much it'll affect the draft was kind of ridiculous, but Matt, I kind of wanted to get your initial reaction to that. Cause I know you wrote about it for, for your website. Yeah, I did. I read about it in the scouting notebook Tuesday morning. And my take was basically like, what did you want Devontae Smith to say? He just had a Heisman winning season with Mac Jones throwing him the football. And so it's like, is there recency bias of all? Probably. But also when he had Tua, he was one of four first round wide receivers sharing passes from Tua. Mac Jones comes in, boom, you're the guy. It's like, yeah, there probably is more of a relationship there. He's played in more games with Mac Jones at this point, probably, than he has with Tua. It's got to be really, really close, actually. So people read way too much into this shit, and it's just, it is slow news day. It's like, ooh, Devonta Smith said in an interview with the team that he prefers Mac Jones. I'm a Niners fan, right? And I remember when they went from Joe Montana, who was right-handed, to Steve Young, who was left-handed, and Jerry Rice hated it because the, the spin on the ball was different. It could be as simple as that. Tua is left-handed. Mac Jones is right-handed. Most right, most people are right-handed when you're playing sports, so you're used to that. You're used to catching from a right-handed passer. It, it could be that simple, but, of course, we have to over, overblow it and make it a big thing. I, I think it just goes back to, like, what did you want him to say? Like, did you want him to give the cookie cutter and not answer? And I'm like, oh, I love both of those guys. And, you know, I know that Mac Jones wasn't a starter for very long there, but they came in, and this is the same recruiting class. And so maybe he just had a better relationship with a guy like Mac Jones. Matt, you mentioned that Devonta Smith was a member of like a four-headed monster at receiver. He wasn't the top guy until his senior year. He probably has a little bit better of a relationship with a Mac Jones type. So they were both backups at one point. So I think it's just that. I love that he gave the answer. And, you know, even if you just really want to be a good teammate and a good Crimson Tide player, Pump up your guy who's getting drafted. drafted. What's this going to do right. for Tua? Thank Absolutely you. nothing. We already know who he is. So I think this is could even be Devonta Smith falling on the sword for his guy. I mean, like, Tua's got it. He's a third overall pick or whatever he was. I'm going to go to bat for my guy, Mac Jones, now, and let's try to get him up there. And he's climbing up the board. So maybe people are listening to what Devonta Smith has Maybe. To say. I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, I don't but either, I, but maybe. But, I mean, that's it doesn't matter. Like, what he says doesn't affect Tua. But I think the big thing, too, is that, like, Dolphin fans are reacting and, like, defending Tua. And also, there's a chance that the Dolphins do take Devontae Smith if they wanted to. And they, they were like, oh, it's not like he doesn't want to go play with him or wouldn't play with him or wouldn't be successful playing with him. Doesn't matter. But he doesn't have a choice anyway. Exactly. But it just doesn't – It's it doesn't mean anything. But I also hope Dolphin fans keep that same energy – defending Tua and how good of a player he is when they trade him for Deshaun Watson. So just like, and you're, and they're fine <laughs> right? with it when they're totally right? fine with it. They're like, Oh my God, Deshaun's our guy. I'm going to be like, Hey, remember when you guys were super mad at Devonte Smith for saying that he would take Mac mm-hmm. over Tua? like, right. just keep that same energy. But um, take, yeah, Tua would probably take Jamar chase over Devonte Smith anyway. So it doesn't <laughs> oh, matter. Shots fired. Maybe someone should ask him and see what he says. Yeah. Oh, that'd be right. Great. I'm Let's here for him it. On the pod. Yeah. Let's get him on the pod and, and talk One about question it. only just call in. 
That would be a fun like interview idea of like one question and then just see where it goes. You just get one one question question with Tua. And then just, but then it's just a conversation from the one question. That's what it would be like like to interview Najee Harris because he doesn't like to answer questions. He just likes to have fun. So maybe we'll get that in the future here on this this podcast. Who knows? He was one of our dream guests. He was. He is one of our dream guests. Very, very true. Um, So the NBA All-Star roster was revealed. Rods. And, and for those that don't know, the, the roster is made up of, of guys that are voted on. It's I think it's 50% fans and then 25% um, media, 25% players. And there was a lot of snubs, a lot of snubs this year. Um, and I think what's funny is on this podcast, we don't talk a lot of NBA, but we always like to talk about like superstars who are very, very underrated, a la Steph. Um, and I mean, we have two guys now, like Damian Lillard, and was snubbed as a starter. Devin Booker wasn't even put on the roster, got in because of Anthony Davis being out. I just yeah. want to say that if any of, yeah, I just want to say if any of those guys ever want to come on this podcast and hang out with us, we support you. We love you. I just think it's such a broken process. And I hate to say mm-hmm. that like the fans kind of are disappointing me at this point. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Also, I took some heat on this for Twitter. Don't care. Doubling down. Zion Williamson should not be an all-star. Uh, <laughs> At all. It's just like name recognition is all this guy's living on at this point. Chris Paul should not have been an all-star at all. Disagree. Uh, What Chris Paul, what has Chris Paul done? They should be like, Oh, he's an all-star. I I love Chris Paul. Paul. I don't, I don't love Chris Paul and I am saying he should be an all-star. Like I can see what you're saying. Like maybe this year he didn't earn it, but I think he's one of the greatest point guards ever. Okay. Yes. This year, Jamal Murray. Yeah. Hey, maybe like young. Yeah, let's get some more nugs in there, right? So I just don't – I think the problem with a fan vote and even a player vote is that – so the players don't get to watch each other as much as, like, we think. You would think that – let me ask – let me ask LeBron who the best NBA players are in the Western Conference. He might not know. We've seen the NFL 100. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, and I don't know what the right process is because I remember Royals fans, we used to just stuff the ballot all-star break. You know, because you're like – how many it's guys like did you get? The yeah, right. And <laughs> so, get- and retweets your votes and all this bullshit. Like, I don't know. There's not a good method. Here's my idea cancel all star games. They're fucking stupid anyway. Oh, disagree. Strong disagree. Okay, Bleacher Report. I bet. Like, <laughs> I no, they're love- so overrated. Like, it's you don't just love a- the dunk contest? No, no one good is in it. Like, How who's good at dunk contest? Dare you say that? We had one of the oh, best dunk contests. Aaron Gordon's in. Amazing, right? Like Zach no, Levine. Like, there's no been so one... many. First of all, Pat Connaughton. How dare you? The disrespect. <laughs> Anytime right? I get to plug him on that show, this show, right? I will. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't like it. I the dunk competition when good players were actually in it, like when Vince Carter was in it, when Michael Jordan oh. was in it, when like actually good players, Doctor J, like. <laughs> Fuck Matt. yes. Like, oh I think God. they should Stop. actually make the dunk contest from the people who are voted all-star. This is honestly one of your most get-off-my-lawn moments that I, we've had <laughs> like, on this podcast. Like, this like is so annoying. Like, the 20 all-stars? Like, that's the dunk jumped over a car. It's a fucking Kia. It's like you jumped <laughs> over a Hummer. Okay, well, he got paid, and then he named his kid Ford. Right. So, yeah. So, obviously, he's intelligent. How's Thanks, Oklahoma. Going, right? <laughs> All right. No, it's... I love like I do. I love the dunk competition. Used to watch it as a kid. Three point shootout, same thing. But it's gotten so watered down because no one good wants to do it. Put LeBron's thirty seven year old ass in the dunk competition. I'm gonna watch it. 
till then, see ya. I'm out. I don't think that it's watered down. I just think that it's like it's a little too watered political. Down. No, it's political. Like the guys that win are like already decided beforehand. And who everybody's boys with, not what actually happens in front of you, which is actually well, the last couple like of years have been amazing. The judges that they get, like even Dwayne Wade last year is like, oh, my God, I accidentally put up this nine. That's so embarrassing. And not a perfect dunk. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of in between. I do like the All-Star game in the NBA. I absolutely hate the Pro Bowl and it's irrelevant. I like basketball and baseball, though. Uh, you yeah, can keep I think those, those two. Games. I would agree I with you. With the NBA and MLB, it's almost it's a half point to give your guys a break. Those guys that yep. need that time to recover, your all-stars can come in. You're only bringing in like 24 of them. The dunk contest has been rough. It's just nobody's creative anymore. Hey, last year was good, but so many guys are just trying to duplicate old dunks. We don't want to see that. No. Bring something new to the table. That's what everybody wants. I, like, if you want to jump from the free throw line, okay. Really jump from the free throw line, though. Which that's yeah, really did. better be well behind them. Yeah, that's the like, throw. and he's a bull, so that's cool. You can do that, right? But to Melo's point, like he wasn't at the time. No, well, he is now, so it's okay. Yeah, I like Zach Levine. I really do. Like he's he makes Chicago basketball fun again. But I'm just kind of over the All Star. I game. like him. He shouldn't have won that dunk contest against Aaron Gordon. I mean, Since everybody. Matt that. had the chance to rile you up. Uh, yeah. I'll take my advantage oh. now and do okay. that. Um, I really like Damian Lillard. I think he's one of the greatest point guards that we have right now in the NBA. He definitely should be an All Star. I don't understand why everybody's so upset that he wasn't a starter. He's not better than Steph Curry. He's not better than Luka Doncic. I don't know what you wanted the NBA to do. I'm sorry you're the third best guard available and you didn't get voted in. That's my stance on Damian Lillard. Love the player. I think he's the third best point guard in the West. But he's not Luka. He's not Steph. I thought that's something we all agreed on. Have they yeah. op- uh, one, one second. Dunk contest. Have they actually announced the participants yet? No. No. Okay. Okay. Exactly. And guess what? Zion, he won't be in it. Oh, Chubb, he ain't getting up there to dunk. Zion said that he potentially could be. Potentially could be. I could potentially make a million dollars this year. My fantasy four for the you dunk could. contest is uh, Zion. I do want to see it. I want to see John Morant in there. I want to see Obi Toppin. Yes. Give me and Anthony Edwards from Minnesota. Like, if you can get those I, four guys, dunk I, contest would be amazing. I would like Pat Connaughton to be back. Thank you. <laughs> Let Pat dunk. Um, we're going to plug that a million times. White. Did, did you not watch his last dunks? They were Barely. good. They were legit good. And he dressed up as the white guy. All right, whatever. White man can't jump. You guys stink. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what, though? I hate the props. I hate props. Even when uh, Nance dressed up like his dad, like, that was – toe in the line of like oh that's kind of cool but i hate changing into an outfit and like oh, yeah. this year with okay. no fans it's not gonna work either so so each of you give me your one dream person you guys listed a couple what's your one dream person that does the nba lebron james <laughs> lebron John james Moran. if you're gonna call yourself the greatest athlete to ever play basketball win a dunk competition jordan won one so hello Kobe. exactly john hello. Morant. For me, he's one of the most exciting young players. And I like it when you get a guy who's a little bit shorter. I know he's like 6'2", 6'3", but it just seems like they spend so much time in the air and you can do a lot with ball movement. And they are the most exciting dunkers. Like I know like the Blake Griffins of the world. It's like, oh, he's a a powerful dunker. That doesn't really play in the dunk contest. We want to see people, yeah, be acrobatic. Yeah. You're a D Brown. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Blake Griffin actually hasn't dunked in a game either since 2019. I found that out today, which is wild because he changed his game. So anyway, um, some scary news. Um, Tiger Woods was in a car accident this week and um, had to undergo surgery on one of his legs. Um, Is still in the hospital recovering. They said he is awake and responsive. Um, And I think today the latest report was that they were just making sure everything else was okay some of the stuff they didn't necessarily check out initially because they were so focused on the the main things that were an issue, but um, just a sad, sad thing to happen, especially because of the reaction to it and the initial thought of what potentially happened. I think with anyone else, I think we would have taken the time to, I would hope as journalists, people would take the time to, to be slow to um, assume anything, but with Tiger, it was a very quick assumption and, and there are no charges being filed for him being under any influence or anything like that. But just some sad news out of out of Los Angeles and kind of just want to send him well wishes. And I know um, it's definitely going to be on the minds of everyone until we kind of get a report and update on him. Yeah, it's it's tough to see. My thing with this was it's so difficult to see it happen on Twitter and watch the, the Twitter experts, you know, of like people had this man dead, you know, and it was mm-hmm. like. Let's wait. And like the rush to judgment. And I, I don't even like seeing pictures of the car crash. Right. No, like it seems very insensitive. Right. right it does. Really it really does. To me. And I, his family. Right. And I, I will say, like, it seemed like it was several hours after the crash when the pictures started to come out. It wasn't like the Kobe mm-hmm. situation where it was like yeah. it was I'm like the TMZ. second it happened, it felt like TMZ had this story. So at least there was a little bit of a pause there. But I just, man, it is tough. And like they said, he was apparently running late to play golf with Justin Herbert and Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Like that's and it, like the man. day before he was doing like a celebrity thing where he was helping guys like Dwayne Wade uh, and teaching them how to play golf. So it is, it's a, it's a messed up situation. Glad he's okay though. Like at the end of the day, I know golf career probably over, but that seems so small when you see the pictures and you look at what actually happened. Yeah, definitely thinking of him, but, um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to fill some, some spots uh, at the quarterback position if for all NFL teams that we got. All right, guys, we are going to break down um, a couple teams and give them quarterbacks. Mac again with the giggles. Well, and Mello, is this always your fault? Sometimes I think of jokes in my head and I start to laugh and I'm like, Oop, can't say that one. And then That's Matt laughs because of it. I, not to go like totally off topic here, but I saw earlier today on Twitter, like they're talking about like, you can have the super follow feature. And I was like, oh, this is my chance for, I could charge people to read all the tweets that I've actually deleted over the years. And be like, nope, can't do that. That's insensitive. Don't say that. That's what I would do. And in my head, if you see me like, <laughs> it's because I thought of something that is too bad to actually say out loud. And I was just texting. So I like was trying to finish the text before you started talking. That's it peek behind the curtain. I'm so glad that we keep this super professional. Um, But yeah, we are going to go through and name a couple quarterbacks that we think would end up in maybe good. (laughs) Jesus, Mary and Joseph. All right. Got it. Three, two, one. All right, guys, we are going to go over some dream chaos fits (laughs) for the NFL quarterback situation. So much damn quarterback news. We just figured, you know what? What the heck? Let's go dream quarterback fit for each team. Uh, A couple of them, Jets, Panthers, Niners, Patriots, Washington, and 
the Bears all looking for a new quarterback. And as I was saying to you guys before I kicked our camera, is that I, I feel like we needed like maybe like the Falcons in here because I, I don't want people to hear these and be like, oh, Matt is mock drafting this player to this team. Nope. That is not it. These are best fits. And we're going to label fits. it as such. We'll label right. it as such best. so that people don't freak out. I mean, right people here. are going to freak out no matter best what, fit. because I, I tweeted this today. I made my list based on chaos because I was the last one to fill this out. And I was like, you know what? I don't want any of them to be the same. So you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to just like yep. go all Mel Kiper and just like burn it all down and just <laughs> pick whatever I feel like picking and start some start some rumors, make some trades. Let's do right. it. So well, let's start with the New York Jets then. How yeah. about that? Let's Sorry, go ahead and do that. Thunder. Let's start with the Jets. I gave the New York Jets my quarterback number two. That is Justin Fields. I think that he would open up this offense with his arm strength, with his full field ability with his running game. I think his leadership would be great in that locker room where they, they don't have that veteran presence, especially on offense. This is a young team. Get him with Mekhi Becton at left tackle, Denzel Mims at wide receiver. Like they have some pieces there. LaMichael P. Ryan in the backfield looked okay last year. Like they have some pieces, but this is going to be a young team for the next three to four years. It feels like so build around Justin Fields. That would be my pick. If you're going to go with Justin Fields, then I'm going to take the guy that everybody has him mocked with right now. That's Zach Wilson. And the reason why is I think they're going to run a very similar offense to what we saw with the 49ers. And what has everybody said about the 49ers is you need a guy who can throw the deep ball and you need a guy who's a little bit mobile. I think Zach Wilson fits that and he can be a great fit in there. I don't know. There's been question about his leadership and captain status and all that, but I saw the C on his jersey. So I think he can step in and maybe even have the confidence to say, I'm going to be the guy that does lead the Jets back to glory or to glory for the first time. <laughs> Do glory There's a back. Wait a, yeah, way, to, way to clarify there. Um, I'm also going to give them my QB2 and go with Trey Lance just to change it up a little bit. Ho, 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 ho. I know, make it a little spicy. I think it'll be fun. But it appears that, Matt, you are giving Trey Lance to somebody else. I'm giving Trey Lance to the team that I think he would have the most success with, and that is the Carolina Panthers with Matt Rule and Joe Brady. This offense is going to be wide open, right? So the running ability of Trey Lance, you got CMC back there, uh, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. I think this is the best fit for Trey. I also think, like, think of who the the Panthers are tied to right now, Deshaun Watson. I don't know if y'all remember when I was saying Trey Lance reminds me a lot of Deshaun Watson at Clemson. And we didn't get to see him play this year. So that did not take the next step forward. So I'm not saying Trey Lance will be Deshaun in the NFL, but I think there's a lot of similarities to their game. So if you give me Trey Lance to the Carolina Panthers, like I hate my favorite team, I might be a Panthers fan. It, um, get your Google machine ready because the quarterback I'm going to talk about is he's pretty far down there on the board. Uh, his name is Deshaun Watson. And I think he would be a perfect fit for the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> and honestly, just I want to see this happen. I want to see him moved away from Houston. I want to see him get a fresh start. And if you compare him with Joe Brady for another year in this offense, I do think that Carolina has enough weapons. Maybe they can find a way to keep Christian McCaffrey around too. If not, who cares? Sell him, trade him. Got to get Deshaun if you're the Panthers. I, I think that Matt Rule and this team could really use a leader on that offense. And just who wouldn't want Deshaun Watson? Right. That's fair. Everybody wants Deshaun Watson. Um, so I, for the Panthers, I think that after Trey Lance, that uh, Zach Wilson will go next and I have him going to the Falcons. So for the Panthers, I gave them Justin Fields in the draft. Cause I think they're going to go draft to fix the situation. I don't think that Deshaun Watson actually ends up there. And I think that would be a good situation for him to be in. And it would also allow him to be the guy and be able to prove himself right away because 
you know, his draft stock did sort of fall. There's been guys that have been put above him. And I think people are sort of um, having reservations about him and kind of forgetting the player that we have seen and that he does have a ton of strength and ability that we're kind of forgetting about. I agree. I agree. The Santa Clara 49ers are up <laughs> next. And as Melo said earlier, what does everyone talk about? What's the best fit for this team? It's Zach Wilson. And I, I do think that's the case. I, I, there have been rumors that Kyle Shanahan has said they want to be able to throw the ball down the field more. They still want to be able to execute the rollouts. They want to be able to move around. That is Zach Wilson. And I like Zach. I do think that his star is burning a little too bright right now, but he is a good, good quarterback prospect. There's a lot to like. And I, I think, yeah, with Debo Samuel, Brandon, Ayuk, George Kittle, he could definitely open things up and, and be able to facilitate in this offense ways that Garoppolo has not and will never be able to do. And sticking with the 49ers here, uh, I'm going to give you two names here, Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan. Do I think they're on the move? No but nothing screams boring-ass quarterback like Kyle Shanahan. So I'm giving them Mac Jones, who will probably do absolutely nothing and then fizzle out with the 49ers. Just trying to get you two guys riled up. But he does seem like a fit. I know that everybody's talking about Zach Wilson and what he could do with the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan does not have a great track record with quarterbacks. And I think that this is probably a guy that at number 12 overall, the 49ers are probably going to take him, keep Jimmy G for another year, and then – this is your quarterback of the future. Oh, yeah. You want me to kill him now or wait? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you put that on us? Why would you do that? That was so negative. Also, that's so disrespectful to Mac Jones. How dare you? Um, that's about right. <laughs> all right. So speaking What's of crazy. Wet blanket. Uh, Mr. Warm Milk, Mac Jones. Right. Oh Bump on a log, Mac Jones. <laughs> all right. Fun zone. Rude. Um, I went a little crazy on this one. So I, today, um, Lynch said, I think it was today that he was like, yeah, Jimmy's our guy if he's healthy, which by the way, he said, if he's healthy, he didn't say he's our guy. He said, if he's healthy. So depending on if Jimmy is healthy or not, I think that we should get our best assets together and sell them and get Deshaun Watson because one, not only would that be a great situation for him, for Kyle Shanahan, but for my Matt and myself. And that way I would not be the only Niners fan on this podcast. So that is where right. I'm going with this. Deshaun Watson to the 49ers. Fuck you, Mello. I text Deshaun Watson's agent about once a week with something San Francisco related. Okay. No, I'm not joking. If you I need my help on things that like we could sell ideas, them on, yeah. I'm there. Like I have Got pictures it. of like the Golden Gate Bridge. I send those like go. North Beach, you know, nothing south of San Francisco though at all. What's that one place with the great spaghetti that you love? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I don't remember because I didn't keep it. Didn't keep it. Moving on, the New England Patriots, they are in a tough position at number 15 overall in the first round. I don't think they're going to get involved in the quarterback market as far as the draft goes, at least not early in the draft. This might be a Kyle Trask second round destination, but I think this is where Marcus Mariota makes the most sense. If you could pry him away from the Las Vegas Raiders for a mid round pick. The Patriots will get plenty of compensatory draft picks. I mean, they're going to get a three for Tom Brady, which is a horrible value. Uh, but the, but they will have some comp picks where they can make something like this happen. So I think Mariota to the Patriots makes the most sense. I think it does, too. And I, I want to see what they do and what they explore. I'm very like honed in on what the Patriots are doing. I'm very interested because they, they ran such a, a different offense than we we're used to last year. I do. They want to stick with a version of that. I think Mariota could be a guy that could come in and maybe run something similar at least, but I think they maybe go back to the uh, well a little bit and go with a guy who's maybe just not that exciting. Andy Dalton 
bridge the old gap, buddy. Bring him in for a year, see what he's got until you can find your next quarterback. Because with the way that the board's falling and Patriots sitting right there at 15, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know that Bill's going to trade up and try to get a quarterback. We've never seen him have to do that before. So I am going to go with Andy Dalton. I think the Andy Dalton market is going to heat up for the veteran. I like it. I had the Patriots drafting up, but I don't think they have enough to draft up really far. So that's why I gave them Mac Jones with the connection of Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, Bama guy. We're going to make this lazy take and give Mac Jones to (laughs) Bill Belichick. And I think it'll work out. I think that's a good situation for Mac too. I also think like he will flourish in, in that sort of situation. So I'm going to pick Mac to the Patriots. All right. Washington football team. They are selecting at uh, 21 overall in the first round. They will not be able to draft one there. So how do they fill that void? I think they are the team that gets involved in trades for Samuel Darnold quarterback, New York jets, formerly USC. I think this is a good spot for Darnold on a one year to prove it. And if it doesn't work, then Washington is not tied to him. They can move on. But I think this is a, we saw Ron Rivera bring in Kyle Allen last year. I think that they're trying to be somewhat conservative right now at the quarterback position because they, they can't like, they can't go up and get a guy. Alex Smith kind of kind of screwed him with the run he had there where they're, they weren't able to draft a quarterback early. So I think this would be a, a smart investment in Sam Darnold. Yeah, I, I think so too. Somebody has to make the move for Sam Darnold and, and with Washington, I'm going to give him Marcus Mariota though, a guy that you had going to the Patriots. I mm-hmm. think that, bringing in a veteran like that with this young offense that's already kind of exciting. And the thing with Washington is you might be a favorite to win the division again. Like the Cowboys are going to be healthy hopefully next year, but they still didn't look that good when they were healthy. So I think bringing in a guy like Marcus Mariota with Ron Rivera having Cam Newton before getting a guy who's at least a little bit athletic. And again, you can contend for that division, maybe not risking it all on a guy like like Sam Arnold who's been – so up and down. I love Sam Darnold, but I just don't know. So Marcus Mariota going to a team like the Washington football team. So, yeah, I originally had Sam Darnold going here and I changed it up to make it a little different. And I went Ryan Fitzpatrick because that's another guy, too, that you can bring in and have a little fun with. I think they've had a little fun with the quarterbacks that they have brought in there sort of every now and then. And they've made it work. They've won games that they shouldn't have won. And I think a little Fitz magic there would be kind of a cool thing to see. Um, that could have been so bad that you guys just almost dumped your camera over today. We were struggling so hard, but one thing I did want to just ask you guys about really quickly before we move on to the last pick for the bears, um, is Marcus Mariota's contract situation. I know a lot of people aren't really attracted to that contract, but is there's a possibility that he could be just released and also rework a contract and go somewhere else. Correct. I don't have hit the dead money in front of me, but I okay. do think that is possible. You okay. know, when they signed Nathan Peterman, I, I think it signaled that Mariota would be on the move. So unless they trade Derek Carr for Russell Wilson, then they would still trade Mariota. So, right? Owls right. are fucking chickens. Anyway, Chicago Bears. That's my new – I'm going to make T-shirts, right? <laughs> and I have like an owl just – Just right? a chicken. Right? I don't think they have arms. I don't know how they do that. But the Chicago Bears <laughs> – <laughs> Chicago Bears quarterback situation. Uh, this is where I have the red rifle going. Andy Dalton just looks like he was made to be a Chicago Bear, uh-huh. right? The steam coming off that red hair, the Chicago Fire. He could be their new mascot. So I do. I think Andy Dalton. That I mean, it's him or Mitchell Trubisky. That's really those are the options. Yeah, choice, right? Which yeah. do you want? 
Uh, I'm going to tell you a little different angle, like I did with that whole owl thing. I just God did. Bless. I'm crying, you guys. I, I honestly, uh, I've only cried I laughing think... twice, but this is <laughs> oh, okay. Go ahead. I think the Bears have to make a move for a quarterback, and Sam Darnold might have to be that guy for him. Your job's on the line. If you're Nagy, if you're the front office, you need to hit on a quarterback, and maybe a guy with a lot of potential like Sam Darnold. You bet on Matt Nagy being able to get the most out of him. I think the Chicago Bears, at the end of the day, make a move for Sam Darnold. I like it. I like it. Oh, jinx. You want me to say that? Damn it. <laughs> um, so the Bears, I didn't want to give them anyone. And originally I had gone with you guys should just be no forced. quarterback. You should like, have, the you Broncos should be, got COVID. You don't you, even get a fucking quarterback. <laughs> you should have to stick with Mitch Trubisky because you messed it up so bad. And I know hindsight's 2020, but whatever. I really think that was a big mistake, obviously. Um, so I think they should be forced to, to live with that. But I'm going to do something nice for Bears fans because I sort of trolled, trolled them earlier. I'm going to give them yeah, Russell Wilson. Twitter. I'm going to, Holy moly. I'm going to give them Russell Wilson. He said of all the teams, though, like we did not expect him to say that he would go, willingly go to the Bears. So you know what? As long as he is not playing for the Seattle Seahawks and playing against the 49ers every year, don't care. He can go wherever he wants. So Bears fans, you're welcome. Russell Wilson is yours. <laughs> okay. Well, that won't happen. But I like the optimism. This show Chaos. has been weird. The show has been weird, and now we're going to end it with just the tip. So buckle up. It, most of them are even like sports related. So okay. I will try to keep these two hooligans on track. I, I know that it has been weird. Uh, but let's start it off with this one, Dakota Cox. Keeping it on track. Uh, if each of you could pick one Alabama player from this class to add to your team, regardless of draft placement, who would you add obviously Dakota great listener huge Alabama fan Mm -hmm. so if you had to add one Alabama player to your team who would it be let me go first I know Najee Harris thanks (laughs) I'll take Patrick Sertan though 1800 yards yeah yeah realistically I would I would take Patrick Sertan but idea if if we're talking unrealistic sort of I would go go Najee if he didn't say this class I would say Will Anderson you know (laughs) but you said this class so that's three classes from now. Yeah. Uh, for me, it would be Landon Dickerson with the Chiefs. I, I think that he's the best offensive lineman from that Alabama class that was damn good, but he's the one that I would want to the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it's realistic. Patrick Sertan would also be great, but Chiefs got to fix that offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Second question. Do-do-do-do. That's you. Andy McDonald. I didn't know if you were going to jump in. Andy no. McDonald wants to know, there's people in there. So something I have the never mastered. What is the ideal performance ratio of golf holes compared to beers crushed? I have the answer. The only one you need is one to one. If you're playing 18 holes, buckle up. It's going to be a long one. Every hole should be a beer. So I'm a terrible golfer and I do like a, a one beer to two holes ratio. Man, one-to-one. That's – okay, so, I mean, I'm coming for oh, – Okay, fine. Like, if you don't want to die, yeah, two-to-one is probably the appropriate. Yeah. I mean, you have to drive the cart. Yeah. Sometimes the car drives you. Right? <laughs> I, <laughs> right? I'm i coming for uh, a golf tournament to visit you guys. I've been asked to be on That's a team right. um, in May. And I got to tell you, if I tried to go hole for hole, I think we would have a serious – ambulance situation so i'm gonna not take your advice on that i have experience with that i think if you factor in shots i could do it 
Like if it was fireball shots and beers, I could go one for one. I know that sounds counterintuitive. That's, but it I does. Really does. But I know myself. I know if you myself. You add more well. alcohol. He's so cool. You can add more no. alcohol to it. And- <laughs> no, I think it's actually less. I would rather it's like because I know you're like talking about the shooters, shooters, like the shooters. Those but are not one shot though. Right. No, yeah, they are. Whoa, California, they definitely are. <laughs> no, they're not. Hey, you better buckle up <laughs> when they're coming. Do you think they're more than one shot? Yeah, they're not actually just a single shot. Well, I don't know that they're an ounce and a quarter or whatever. uh, I'm not a bartender. I consider a small shooter of fireball to be one shot. It's serving size is one. I know that. Yeah. And you don't sip on it. Yeah. Okay. We might need to get Paige in shape for this golf tournament. You have three months. Good (laughs) grief. Yeah. Mobile Paige all over again. Right. Golf course. I'm looking forward to it. Hit us up uh, if you are interested in that golf tournament. May 22nd, Jumbo, Missouri. Next question, Corey Seeley wants to know, favorite non-alcoholic drink that isn't coffee or water? Natty Light. (laughs) (laughs) That's technically water. Right? Oh, okay. Never mind. And and alcoholic. For me, it's easy. It's Dr. Pepper. I'm a little bit of an addict. I, I feel like there should be like a group of us. Because if you're a Dr. Pepper drinker, it's like you're in a cult. Yeah. Or you just don't really care for it. Cult or don't care for it. So mine is actually lemonade. Mm. I love lemonade. Real lemonade or just like fountain drink lemonade? Real. Like Chick-fil-A, diet lemonade at Chick-fil-A. That shit is addictive. It's good. It's very good. The frozen one is good there too. Um, I don't drink it often. Vodka in it? That would be delicious. I um I don't drink it often, but I have to say Diet Coke because I love Diet Coke. And I love, I, I, it sounds like I hate my body because I'm putting a Diet Coke in my body, but I do love Diet Coke. I had one yesterday, not gonna lie There are a lot of rumors about Diet Coke that it's like terrible for you. Right? It is bad for you. I'm not saying it's good for you. I'm not promoting it. When you it, become but... president, you can get a button, on your, a button on your desk and when you push it, they bring you one on a tray. It just floats up, right? That's There's a cooler in the resolute desk and it shoots through the top and you have to catch it. That'd be cool. That'd be fucking cool. Bite it and you right. shotgun it. I could see Obama have, having done something like that. That's what I'm going to do when I become president. Right. Two more years, I'm eligible. Next question, I believe the name is Brito. Brito. I was going to say Brito. <laughs> His name <laughs> is Brito. Brito, what's uh, this? Is a real question. So, mm. hey, thinking hats on here, fellas okay. and lady. What's the difference between media scout and NFL scout? Do philosophies align? Um, I think that's a very general question, right? Meaning meaning like people who are analysts on TV as opposed to people who work for teams. Yeah. Yeah. So the biggest difference is that it's like my job, I have to evaluate 500 players and I don't have like a scheme to rely on. Mm. So like we had AJ Highsmith on this, on uh, the show, AJ evaluates players, how they would fit with the Buffalo bills. Exactly. Brett Veach evaluates players, how they would fit with the Kansas city chiefs. So I'm not doing that. I'm evaluating players very generally. So I look more at athletic traits instead of position specific ability. So there might be the Raiders last year, they took Damon Arnett in the first round. All of us media guys were like, what the fuck are they doing? But what they said was he fits what we need him to do. And so they liked that value. So I think that is one of the biggest differences is those of us who do it in the media are evaluating very generally for an imaginary team. Basically, when you do it for a team, you have those scheme traits right. to look for. You have measurables that you might have You're looking a for a player board. to play a specific role, exactly. not just like in general. Hey, we need a corner. You might need an outside corner versus slot corner or safety. Right. So I would say it's like 
I don't know. There's not a great analogy for this, and I'm pretty good with analogies usually, but there's not a great one. So it would be like being a local weather reporter and a meteorologist. Like a team scout, that's your local guy. They know that area. They're they're tracking that. As opposed to like somebody works to the weather channel, they have to like do, hey, it's this in California, it's this in the East Coast. Like it's not honed in as much. Sure. That was a shitty analogy. I'm sorry. No, really I'm not a good one though. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You know what? It happens. Our last question. Last one uh, is for you, Matt. It's from our buddy, Justin Stark. So paging two guys question kind of for Matt. So I, I guess he said a few episodes back that Oreos dipped in milk is his favorite cookie. Mm-hmm. I need to know the amount of times this is dipped. Is it a quick dip or are you dipping it until you feel it about to break off and it goes to the bottom? So any, I do this with Chips Ahoy as well. You have to, it's just like a, if you're watching on YouTube, Show it's a dip. Out. Here, use my water. Okay, it's a dip and you wait and you let it get kind of moist, kind of mm-hmm. soft, and mm-hmm. then you eat it. So it's really to just take some of the crunch down on so the cookie. Susan, but you have to be soft. careful just because if you hold that in there too long, it will crumble and then you're screwed. So okay. Right. Yeah. So there's that. It's really just a, a feel thing. You just have to know when it's time to pull it out and then you yeah. eat it. Before it ruins and just right. goes all in there everywhere. Yeah. That's, that. I think that's right. accurate. Yep. So, yeah. So it is it's all about the touch. It's timing based. Yes. Okay. You'll feel it coming. Yep. So we do have some announcements to make to end the show. <laughs> yes. The three of us, your probably least favorite co uh, podcast host in the world, uh, we are road tripping. We will be in Dallas, Texas, uh, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday of the upcoming week. We'll be going to Exos Training Facility. They are, for some reason, allowing us to sit down with their prospects and interview them. So we're going to have interviews uh, coming out Tuesday. There won't be a Monday episode. There'll be a Tuesday episode. You'll get some of our favorite interviews, and then we'll be using some of the others over the course of the pre-draft process. I have one request, though. Paige, we will be interviewing Wisconsin Whitewater offensive guard Quinn Miners. Are you going to go Jersey roll? Like you, <laughs> you, you think of all the hosts on this show that I should be the one that should me. have the roll up. Um, <laughs> as someone who wants to be a professional in this industry for a long time to come, I'm going to pass on that, but maybe we can get Mello oh, to do it. Shots at me. Right? Yeah, right? Maybe. maybe we uh, can get Mello to do it. So that for is right not price. I'll do anything. Wait, what? For the right price. I'll do anything. Okay. Everything has a price tag. You hear that manscaped uh, second bit of news. So this Monday, no episode. It'll be out Tuesday. We will be in Dallas. I'm sure there'll be a billion photos because Paige makes us do that. Yes, but I do. on March 12th, we get another field trip because we will be at Boulevard Brewing Company, my favorite place in the world in Kansas City. We will be there uh, doing our radio show, Mellow, mic'd up on Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Central. Then we have a couple of meetings that we have to do with our amazing sponsors at Boulevard. And then we will be crushing beers on the beer deck. So if you are in the Kansas City area and feel like you would like to come out, uh, we will be doing our best to socially distance. We'll hopefully be outside on the patio. You have to wear your mask. You have to be 21. But we will be at Boulevard the early evening of March 12th. And I finally get to figure out how many of those Boulevard Wheat 100s I can crush in an evening. That should be interesting. Over under. They don't call them Boulevard Wheat 100s for no reason. Right. I mean, I might need to be the tally person because the last time I let you guys tally beers, you guys were like, oh yeah, we only had eight. And I was like, no, you didn't. You had more than that. You lost, you lost count. So I'm going to be the tally person for that because I will be there. It'll be my first time in Kansas City. Oh, hey. wow. Okay. Leave all that Oakland shit at home. That mm, Very true. So pack all my A stuff. Got it. Yep. They're irrelevant. 2014 so. wild card. 
Okay. That was rude. Mm, Just okay. you didn't need to attack me like that. Anyway, that is our show. Um, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at two guys, a girl pod. Don't forget to subscribe everywhere where you listen to podcasts, watch the show on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube and uh, be on the lookout for all those announcements. If you kind of missed it here, we will, we will make sure to tweet that out and let you know when all of our content is coming. 